Well, 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 welcome to the Big Kid Show. I am your host, Big Nick, and thank you for kicking it and sticking it, even if it's just for a little bit with us. First off, I want to thank everyone for listening, subscribing, and following the Big Kid Show. That's right, subscribe and follow so you never miss a new episode. And every Big Kid knows new episodes drop every Sunday unless we forget to put one out but (laughs) delivered right to your favorite listening device and we are on twitter and instagram at the big kid show i think that's what what it is that's what they tell me anyway today joining me as usual are my good friends and your good friends i got mr bizzle and mr frizzle mr b and mr mark thank you thank you we welcome and we appreciate your applause hello gentlemen today is going to be a fun one and that's because today boys and girls we will be playing top three oh another nice applause by a wonderful audience we will be diving into our favorite the biggest the best sports movies of the years 2000 to 2009 or the aughts The aughts, as some might say. And just a reminder, (laughs) I have no idea what these two are going to say, which is a little terrifying. And they... (laughs) Just how we like it. They don't know what movies I have picked either. So listeners, beware. And lawyers, take note. I am not responsible for the actions or the movie choices of my fellow big kids. All right. (laughs) I have selected Mr. Mark Frizzle. You are up first. Please reveal to you, to me, to the world, your number three sports movie of the aughts. Look at me. Look at you. Look at you. Look at me. Talking about sports movies. So this was... um, this was a movie that I saw fairly recently. Uh, this movie came out in 2008. It uh, has... A, a good cast that I would say is maybe a little uh, underappreciated. Um, and also when it comes to sports, uh, it's kind of an interesting take, but, but my choice for number three is the wrestler, which came oh, out in 2008. Yeah. So anybody who is not familiar with this movie, um, it, it based somewhat on a true story that the, the characters aren't real but it's influenced by some real world characters but um you've got mickey rourke he plays an aging you know professional wrestler he's got a lot of health issues his a fame is kind wrestler. of starting to <laughs> starting to wane um and he continues to kind of cling to his success from the 80s right kind of his heyday um and then wrapped in the middle of all of that, he's also trying to mend a relationship with his estranged daughter. Um, and he also is caught up in a romance with a woman who works as a stripper. So um, it's exotic an interesting answer. Exotic dancer. That's Goodness right. Played Mark. by Come on, played man. by the very talented Marissa Tomei, who was also on My Cousin Vinny, which I actually just watched recently, too. <laughs> Fantastic actress. But uh, but this was a movie that cost six million dollars to make. It made forty four million. Um, and honestly, I, I kind of I had heard about this movie and I heard a, a lot about it, which is kind of what made me watch it. I didn't really have too many thoughts on it um, going into it. It was kind of like, well, we'll check it out. And if it sucks in the first 15, 20 minutes, we'll you know, we'll turn it off. And to my surprise, it really quickly grabbed me. And I think probably part of that is the fact that, you know, I was a wrestling fan as a kid growing up. Right. So, I mean, that was one of the one of the main sports I followed as a, as a youngster. Um, 
And this is kind of the how the sausage is made version of of wrestling. So <laughs> I knew to speak. you would bring a sausage. I knew I you had would to. I had to. Um, you know, it's it's a little disturbing to be honest with you uh, when you watch it and you kind of see what these guys go through, um, and you kind of see the grind of the guys that are not in the limelight that are not in the WWF, the WWE, the big stage and what happens to some of these guys. And, you know, we hear about it a lot with athletes when they talk about uh, guys that retire out of sports and then they're a little lost. They don't really know what to do with their lives. Right. Um, So I think this one is kind of in the same vein. Um, And it, it, you know, it kind of follows along that, um, so I don't know. Did you guys have you seen this movie? Are you familiar with it at all? What's your guys' thoughts? I've seen it. It's a great movie. And don't forget the uh, patented move, right? The finisher, uh, as we call it in the biz. His finishing uh, move is the diving headbutt. The what right. he calls the Ram Jam, the Ram baby. Jam. Nobody the survives Ram the Ram Jam. <laughs> Ram Jam. Uh, Ram Jam. <laughs> well, and and, yeah. and uh, uh, Marcus. I don't remember for sure, but do you remember who the director was of that? That's a good question. I don't. I don't recall who. Uh, Darren Ornofsky. Yeah. So Darren Ornofsky is the. I, I've loved most of his films. He did a Requiem for a Dream. Um, he did a handful of films that I love his style for whatever yeah. reason. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually the reason why I watched it was because of Darren Ornofsky. Um, and yeah, it's again. You think about also. You said the budget. Six million dollars for a film that is not that old. That's pretty dirt cheap budget, right? Yeah, absolutely. But, it, but it's just it's a great story. And like you described it perfectly with the whole kind of how the sausage is made with a wrestler and a fading career. And what do these guys do? I mean, if your whole life has been this yeah. trajectory up and then you're like, well, you're getting old, bud. What are you going to do? So, no, I also love the film and I love that pick, bud. Great, great choice. Sir. And I knew that somehow Mark would manage to bring up sausage in this episode, and that and that once he did, that Mr. 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 B would continue the sausage conversation. I just knew those two things were going to happen, and I knew sausage it was going to happen in longer. that order. One thing that I did love about this movie was the grittiness of it. It like has yeah, like a yeah. natural Very, grittiness to right. it. And with that six million dollar budget, with that small budget there, it's it's kind of an artsy film, I would say, which you wouldn't expect for a wrestling. Yeah. Film, I would agree. Right? I would agree. Yeah. A wrestling movie. You don't expect like I think a wrestling movie and I'm thinking of like no holds barred, right? Where it's yeah, everything's yeah, just explosions yeah. and yeah. yeah, the cheese Velveeta factor is through the roof in, in yeah. that movie. But the wrestler is a great movie. I love the grittiness of it. Maybe with six million dollars too. I don't think they they may not have had much of a wardrobe uh budget because <laughs> I it looked to me like like uh Mickey Rourke well, was just, May wasn't wearing much of anything. So I, right. She's not budget. wearing anything. And I think Mickey Rourke was just wearing his own clothes. Like whatever he yeah. showed up to set that day wearing, like he's, <laughs> he's always wearing like a beat up leather jacket and some, uh, some jeans there, but and a hoodie <laughs> Mark, that's a great choice uh, for your number three. I love that. Thank you, sir. Yeah. It's um, and I liked, I actually like the fact that you called out its grittiness. And I think 
it's a really important point because it's gritty in a very authentic feeling way. Um, so I, I definitely second you on the lack of cheese. It's very, it, it doesn't feel like they're trying too hard when you kind of go through that, um, you know, and, and a few fun facts, cause I know big Nick loves them. Um, yeah, he does. So, so the film had obviously a modest budget. Uh, so Axel Rose actually donated the use of sweet child of mine free of charge. For, He's a wonderful for guy. Movie. Everybody He's knows nice him guy. to be a wonderful Thanks, guy. Mr. Rose. Thanks, Mr. Rose. Um, there's a scene where Mickey Rourke cuts his own forehead with a razor to mm-hmm. kind of add to the, you know, the, the bloodiness. It's called right? showmanship. Showmanship. Um, so that was real. He actually did that in the movie. He actually sliced his own forehead, and that's known because they, as... they didn't have it in the budget to do it any other way. That's they told right. Him, yeah, like, they're hey, like, look, Mickey. Mick, Mick, we need you to cut your face right now. Uh, they hand him a blade, bro. and he's like, yeah, what's this for? <laughs> we, can't, we can't afford blood packets, so you're going to have to uh, take this box cutter and make it happen. Exactly. So they actually call that gigging or getting color or juicing so the fact that there's like nicknames shows you that there's guys that actually do this and again this is for like some of it is crowds of like 40 people 50 people right i mean these guys are are physically harming themselves in insane ways um for not a whole lot of payback and uh the film reportedly moved wrestler Roddy Roddy Piper so much Thank that he you broke down and cried after a screening. If you can make Roddy Piper cry, God damn it, that's a good movie. That guy's a man. He's a man, baby. And I'll tell you, he's one of my favorite wrestlers. And to Same. hear if you want if if you want to give this movie some street cred, basically what you have is Roddy Piper saying, I watched the movie and I'm vouching for its authenticity. Yes. Like that's this is awesome. this is the real deal. This is how Unfortunately, because it's not it's not a happy story to tell. No, it's and, not. It's a sad saying, movie, actually. This this is how we've lived our lives. Uh, people yeah. that have been in this business for for their for their life. I mean, Roddy Piper was a was a wrestler for life. He bounced in and mm-hmm. out, maybe did some movies from here to there. But uh, watch watch his documentary too. A and E, the the cable network, did yeah. biopics like uh, not biopics. That's not the right word, but but actual biographies on a handful of wrestlers of, of wrestling stars and Roddy Piper was, I didn't watch all of them, but I did watch the Roddy Piper one. And these guys go through a lot of stuff just like you would in any other sport. Yep. Yeah. And you know, I think it's some of what I'd read was Jake, the snake. There was a little bit of Jake, the snake taken Mm -hmm. as a part of influence for, for the main character. Um, You know, and look, Mickey Rourke, he got, is first Oscar and Golden Globe nominations for this film. So, you know, obviously they did something right. And in a cruel twist of fate, though, Scott Siegel, who is the actor who portrayed a steroids dealer in the film, was in fact arrested a few months after the film's release for steroids possession and hey, assaulting he, federal officers. So he played if you're it on about, TV and thought, like, you know right. what? I liked it. It felt good. Let's if do you're it in real about life, Taking baby. your role as serious as possible. <laughs> that guy took it to the limit. But uh, but no, honestly, fantastic movie. Um, Evan Rachel Wood, um, you know, who played the daughter, did a fantastic job. And that was actually a little a little um, heart tugging as well. You know, him trying to get back in good graces with his with his daughter. But overall, fantastic movie. Really well done. That's my number three, gents. Good pick. Mr. B, Mr. Bizzle. Number one in everybody's hearts out there. Uh, Give us your number three. All right. So this film. Released March 2007. 
the greatest ice skating film <laughs> ever, ever grace the screen in our lives. Let's just say one name, Chaz Michael Michaels. Chaz. And Chaz. the film would be Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. Blades of Glory. <laughs> so I, I, I even, I purposely tried to make sure I didn't put this in my top three. And it still <laughs> made the top to three. to include it? Yeah, <laughs> it still made it. Like, even as I'm doing my research and the big kid teams helping me, I'm like, I, I'm not sure I want that one. It still made it as my number three. Blades Can't of Glory. Denied. This film, so budget of – so just to kind of compare uh, Mark's very artsy, awesome film of $6 million, this film cost $61 million to make. Holy moly. <laughs> uh, box office approximately 145 ish So wow, did pretty did well. Yeah. But it's a film where there's these two ice skaters – uh, they're both very flamboyant, I guess. Um, they somehow get banned really? from competition. <laughs> is that the right word? I don't I'm know. joking. I'm joking. Uh, that, they that are the extremely flamboyant. Yeah. That's the perfect word to use. <laughs> okay. And uh, so they both get banned, but they're like, uh, so Coach, who is actually Coach, if you guys remember Coach uh, mm-hmm. Nelson T. Yeah. Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson, um, yep. Yeah. He's like, hey, I found a loophole. Craig. You guys were banned, but not from doubles. So they become a <laughs> a male male skating duo, and just it goes from there. I mean, oh, man on man skating. It's clearly a comedy. There's not yeah. gonna. You're not gonna. If you love ice skating, you probably will not like this. I don't know. <laughs> I like um, skating. I like ice skating, and I like man on man skating. Yeah, there's a lot of man skating. Like, uh, let's see, Nancy Kerrigan, uh, Brian Bortano. There's a bunch of cameos from people. But my favorite thing was, um, uh, like, the writers actually said that Will Ferrell pretty much improvised, like, 88% of his dialogue. So, like, they would be like. He he pulled a Bill Murray. Yeah, they're like, I'm just going to say whatever I want. Um, <laughs> and also, if you guys remember, because we've talked about the movie Wedding Crashers, Will Ferrell's name in Wedding Crashers was also Chaz. Oh yeah, so a little little little, that little tidbit there. But hey, mom, where's the meatloaf? Again, I like loose, fun comedies. I don't like to always be serious all the time. Blades of Gory, two guys skating. There's a scene where. Uh, Will Ferrell's lifting the guy up and he's holding him by his crotch <laughs> and it's just <laughs> super awkward. And then, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe the movie besides it's just, it's two, two dudes skate together and it's <laughs> hilarious. There's actually a scene like they're interviewing like a bunch of public people and there's a guy and he sticks two hot dogs in a bun. And he's like, does that look normal to you? <laughs> yes. Well, and do I remember correctly that they were rivals before they became? Yes. Yeah. So I actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw this one in the theater because I remember seeing the advertisements and, and, and just and being the like, fact that you oh said that, my Mark, God. The fact that you said that means your classy level just went up 10 points. That's Thank right. You. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's um I mean, it's such a great movie, man. And and honestly, you know, seeing Napoleon Dynamite in kind of a different role, <laughs> but just he killed it. And like the name, I just remember thinking how ridiculous Chaz Michael Michaels is. <laughs> like it's just something about something that small that's so ridiculous. I was like, this is gonna be a great movie. Yeah. It did not disappoint. Quality yeah. choice, Mr. Yeah. B. 
it's a comedy, but hey, I like comedies. And uh, how many ice skating movies can you list that would be on your top ten? So that's my ten of them. Blades of Glory, <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Very nice, wonderful choice there, Mister B. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I don't care what Thank your you. parents say about you. Thank I you. I think you're great. Um, all right. Ouch. Love that choice. I'm going to grab life by the ball and go with a true underdog story for my number three. <laughs> I have selected Dodgeball as my number three. I, this is one of those Bold movies move. like I feel like I don't need to explain it very much to our audience, right? Like yeah. if, if there's a movie that our audience is dialed into, this has got to be the movie, right? Um, I, you I guys love, are knocking out my honorable mentions left and right, so this is beautiful. <laughs> I love this movie. You got three of my favorite dudes in this movie vince vaughn jason bateman ben stiller but the list goes on from there like we even have a mr Chaz norris makes a, a a nice appearance in this movie as well and and as said this is the underdog story right it's average joe's which is just this kind of regular neighborhood uh, gym that has to go up against uh what was a global gym who is the Ben Stiller Globo or something Globo gym, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Like it's, but, but it, that's like the big power gym that you, you're going to see one in every city, every major city and every state where Ben Stiller, his, he's white Goldman or white Goodman. I'm sorry. And he's, he's very wealthy and he can basically buy uh, the best dodgeball team ever and assemble the best dodgeball team out there and go out there and defeat anybody out there in the entire world to reign supreme and be the dodgeball champion and big ben nick. stiller big nick nobody makes me bleed my own blood that's nobody. right and, and and you know how i know that i read it in a book um but you know this movie has so many good great quotes my favorite character though is probably pepper brooks who is played by uh, Jason Bateman. Oh, and you know the quote, Ouchtown population you, bro. Right, right. <laughs> uh, he, he plays one of the, uh, Jason Bateman plays one of the commentators along with uh, Gary Cole, who yes. plays Cotton McKnight. Those two together are uh, Pepper They're Brooks great. and Cotton McKnight dynamite together i mean dynamite. probably better than your two man-on-man skating that we just talked about maybe <laughs> and, and, move, I, and, and i bet they have uh, a bunch of stuff they edited out that was even probably more hilarious i'd love to see the yeah. behind the scenes stuff because they probably just filmed those guys for like an hour they just went at it like doing back-to-back commentary stuff of also it was on espn the ocho that's right. Uh, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Right. <laughs> uh, Globo Jim against Average Joe's. I'm not going to tell you who wins. I will tell you again. Chuck Norris, Chaz Norris, our buddy, uh, big kid favorite, is in the movie. So if you haven't seen it, I uh, I question your life choices, but uh, but I encourage you to go and view it promptly. Yes, I That's love a quality that choice. So those and are also, our number threes. Hang on, side cameo also was uh, uh, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, but nobody uh, likes him. <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner is in there as well. Don't forget oh, yeah. about Bill Shatner makes What's it in, in the, the movie as box? well. Oh, Billy yes. <laughs> and I and I apologize to Mr. Armstrong for what I just said. I, I take it back. I didn't mean it. But uh, those Some are our people like threes. Mr. Armstrong. Uh, Mr. Mr. Frizzle took uh, the wrestler. Mr. Bizzle 
took uh <laughs> took um, the what what the hell's that movie called the skating ice skating movie the blades of glory blades of glory that's right <laughs> i was gonna glory. i keep wanting to call it fire and ice wasn't there some kind of actual like skating movie that was fire well, and ice no but they had the outfits that look like fire right, they're making fun movie. they're kind of making fun of fire and ice yeah. right and that's what i always I think of call. blades of steel the old uh, nes game it's a rough yeah <laughs> yes and, that's you know what, what I think of. I love ice skating myself, and I, I'm long overdue to to hit the ice. To be honest with you, and there I you took go. dodgeball, the true underdog story for my number three. That brings us back around to Marcus Cram, Mister Frizzle. <laughs> uh, hit us with your number two, baby. <laughs> number two. All right, so I am going to pick an actor who, at one point in his career, believe it or not. Um, didn't really see a whole lot of promise. And then he exploded onto the scene, kind of like the character in the movie that this guy portrays. That movie is invincible. That man is Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, buddy. And that would be the story of lifelong football fan Vince Papali seeing his craziest dreams come true as he becomes a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. So... The movie itself, you know, it's based on a true story, like anything Hollywood. There's a lot that's kind of taken out of context and things that are stretched for for purposes. But, you know, as far as the movie goes, you know, he's teaching at his high school alma mater in Pennsylvania, and he gets a chance to try out. Um, the Eagles kind of hold a open tryout and becomes the oldest rookie in NFL history. Um, and he also did not play college football. So this one... It it cost thirty. It made fifty eight point five. So it didn't do like a killer job in the uh, in the box office. But um, I it feel was like still, this is still in the black. Still in the black. I feel like this is one of those movies that if you're an NFL football fan, you're gonna like this movie. Of course, right? yes, yes, right. I mean, you know, it's it's just really well done. Again, for a movie um, that could be extremely cheesy and could be way over the top, um, it's done pretty even even keeled, pretty even headed. Um, so you know. Like I mentioned, there's a few things that are stretched a little bit. So for like example, Mark Wahlberg, who portrays Papali in the in the movie, Wahlberg's only five eight, 170 pounds, right? Papali's actually six foot two, 185 pounds. Not a huge difference in weight, but definitely a bigger guy. So they kind of, you know, using Wahlberg kind of made it seem a little more extreme than it really was. Mark Wahlberg's a little guy. Yeah, little guy. Um in the movie, he you just take that goes. Back. You take that back, son. Yeah, if you hey, see the arms on that dude, he will. I will say this: he will Mark choke Wahlberg slam is, you. Mark Wahlberg is awesome. Like I remember going back to Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, and everybody made fun of me because <laughs> my name was Mark. So that then I had that nickname attached to me for a long time. Oh yeah, you at were first the funky it was. Bunch. Uh, well, at first it was a bad thing, and then yeah, all of a sudden Mark Wahlberg grew up, and I was like, "Yeah, suck on that." So, whoa! Um, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so in the movie, they've got Papali showing up to the tryouts. Um, in reality, he actually played some amateur ball. Uh, I believe it was a WFL, but with the Philadelphia Bell. Uh, was the name of the team. And he actually was contacted by the Eagles in real life 
for that tryout. Um, but he did train, you know, he definitely, the tryout attracted all kinds of different characters. You know, Dick Vermeil, who was the coach at the time, said, uh, this is his exact quote. He said, all kinds of people turned out, 800 total. We had a doctor, guys with big bellies, kids right out of high school. So, I mean, they, they definitely had a wide variety of, uh, of different people. Um, and again, going back to Dick Vermeil, you know, his thoughts on why why did he get picked for the team? How did, how did he actually make the team? And his quote says, when it came down, even between him and another receiver special teams, special teams player at the final cut, we kept him because of his charisma and his appeal to the South Philly fans where the stadium is and then to his talent as well. So there definitely was an aspect. I mean, in the movie, they really play on the fact that it's a Philadelphia kid that, you know, Philadelphia guy that makes the team. And that's why the whole city rallies around him. So there is a little bit of um, a little bit of, you know, realism there. Um, but really an awesome movie. I mean, one that, again, my hopes weren't super high, but when I watched it was was extremely impressed with. I love that pick. And I'm just going to I'm just going to follow it right up is guess what my number two was. It was also Invincible. Yeah. And, and I love that film because I know the story of Vince. Check yeah, out I, the big brain on Mr. B. Yeah, I love <laughs> I, I And again, I know it was uh, Hollywoodized, if you want to call it that. But I love the story of, again, yeah. they paint the picture like he just was a walk on. But no, he was actually invited, like you said. And, yeah. you know, what got him on the team was this dude ran a four five forty. Yeah. I mean, let, yeah. Let's, let's get let's, that's, that's impressive. Like, that's lighting it up. I mean, that's that's fast. And it's big course, Nick yeah. speed. Uh, <laughs> I, a few I, seconds. I only brought that up because uh, Mr. B's always been considerably faster than me. And he loves to remind <laughs> me of that every chance he gets. So I thought I would, thought I'd throw that out there. And here soon we're going to do a 40 race off. Just no, there's no point. Nice. There's no point. Mr. B will win. <laughs> but it's it, some of this. I mean, I, I love the film too. My, I, I love the story. I mean, again, it kind of like we talked about in our previous episodes with, uh, you know, like these, like, you know, work hard and work ethic. And, you know, you have a chance that, you know, he basically played special team. I think actually, if I remember right, his statistics were he did have one catch for 15 yards. Yeah. So he, he did play offense at least one point. Yeah. I saw that other, as well. other than that, he played special teams and in the film, like, you know, though he would, he had a, it made it seem like he scored a touchdown. Yeah. That, actually, that actually never happened. He just tackled <laughs> yeah. the guy and it was a great tackle, but I love the story and I'd love to see like, so he was, he was a teacher at the time uh, when he uh, tried out. And so his first year salary as a Philadelphia Eagle, excuse me, was $21,000 a year. <sighs> and that was double what he was being paid as a teacher. How crazy is that? And then again, his, his final salary with the Eagles, like, cause he played for, I think three or four years was $45,000 a year. That's wild, man. Like you think about what players are making today. And it, well, even the, when the, you talk to like Hall of Famers. Mi- yeah. Isn't the league minimum like 400 grand now? But yeah. 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 I mean, and, and times haven't changed that much. There's not that much inflation <laughs> between now well, and the seventies. So. And, and really the only reason that I could see why he stopped playing is I guess he had a shoulder injury where he was, just was done. Like yeah. he, he maybe could have kept playing because I think he had a lot of, you know, he worked hard. He was fast. I mean, you, you can't teach speed, speed kills. So, yep. Uh, but I, I loved invincible. I love the story behind it. Again, I know they, 
Hollywoodized the whole thing, but of course, I, I know the true story of Vince, and I I love that. So yeah, Big Mark, you're a smart man to pick that number two because I also picked it at number two. Our minds are melding together. Ooh. I love the picks, boys. I love that you guys are mind melding together. Manscaping, <laughs> I hope, is next on the list of two th- yeah, of things that you guys do together. Creepy. You're already been talking sausage for some of the episode. I mean, for the next uh, Winter Olympics. <laughs> I mean, this episode hey, is gonna... shaping up exactly how I thought that it would. Um, but no, that's a great pick, and that certainly made my honorable mention. Uh, it's a great football movie. I love football movies. And there right? was a lot of good football movies in the aughts from 2000 to 2009. Um for my number two, though, I'm going to go with another underdog story here. And this is because of we have underdog amateur boxer. We have an underappreciated boxing trainer. And this was more of a serious movie, but uh, this is one of my favorites, obviously, for hitting my number two out of my top three here. Uh, Million Dollar Baby is yeah. what I went with. It's a Good 2004 pick. film, and it's... Uh, the reason why I love this movie... The, one, the story is fantastic. But uh, Clint Eastwood and uh, Morgan Freeman, the, the two of them, the interaction of those two throughout the movie, how they, they kind of pick on each other and nudge on each other and, mm-hmm. and, and really kind of... Uh, really just kind of kick each other in the junk verbally every chance <laughs> that they can... That there was something that was so charming about that. Two older gentlemen that don't mind giving each other the business every chance that they can. And so I really enjoyed that portion of the movie. But let's take it a step further because I knew I was going to like this movie going into it. And I'll tell you why. It has one of my favorite directors, which is Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. And then it has two of my favorite actors. Uh, We have... Hilary Swank, one of my favorite fe- female actors, and Morgan Freeman, one of my favorite male actors. So right? we win, get win. those three together in the same film. Uh, how the hell are we not going to love it? This was a budget of $30 million, <laughs> comes out to be $216 million at the box. I didn't see it at the box because I think when this baby came out, I was in my early 20s and didn't have enough mon- money to go to the movies. Uh, so <laughs> I watched this one. I, I probably rented it from Blockbuster on, on, on DVD, and I watched it, and I was blown away. I thought this was a fantastic movie. I don't want to get too much into the story because if if somebody's out there listening and they've not seen it, you have to see it. There are some twists and turns in there that uh, I don't want to give away. But uh, this Fair is enough. a great sports movie. Uh, Hillary Swank plays a an amateur. Uh, well, she's amateur, but she's a professional. Um, it, it's kind of confusing on those lines. But uh, she ends up securing like a million-dollar match in Vegas toward the end of the movie. So that's a big deal, obviously, for anyone. Uh, but she's a, a female boxer and... Uh, a fantastic movie, great, great cast, just great crew, everything you can think of. And uh, uh, Clint Eastwood was was eyeballs deep in this movie. You know, he directed it, he produced it, he starred in it, and he, I, I believe that he's in charge of of selecting the movie, the music for the movie as well. So, uh, if you if you like Clint Eastwood, this is one that if you've not watched it yet, you have to see it. Love the pick. And yes, that's a, a great film, Big Nick. Um, 
tugs at the old heartstrings a little bit. Yeah, that's and, one I haven't I haven't seen in a really long time, but I distinctly remember when I saw it, I walked away very very impressed. I mean, I, just very well very well put together, well directed. Um you know, and obviously there was a lot of chatter about it, but um, but I thought it lived up to the hype. So that, that's definitely a good choice, Big Nick. Agreed. And I think for me, it was uh, the title kind of threw me off. Me too. I agree because, with that. Because initially I was like, I was like million dollar baby. And I'm like, well, what, what is it about? Like, you know, I mean, even if you saw some of the uh, advertisings, I mean, it's supposed to be presented as a boxing movie, but the title for some reason threw me off. And I, eventually I watched it and I was like, oh my God, that was a great film. And, and actually afterwards, I was like, now I love the title, but it just, it's one of those, like, it was like a little, they maybe could have done better if they titled it a little different in my opinion, but oh, yeah. awesome film. I love the pick. Great job, buddy. Can I throw this out there? Because I know that Hillary Swank has won plenty of awards for different movies that she's been in, but I still think she's underrated. Is that fair to say? Like, I still think that she's like people kind of miss the mark on Hillary Swank. I, every time I see her in anything, she's just so damn good. I'm always blown away by her performance. Me too. And uh, yeah. I'm just surprised that, that she's not like one of the top, you know, five or or maybe ten uh, female actresses out there or female actors or and, whatever we're calling them I these think days. That's the out there. Fickleness of Hollywood is, I'm sure, is because I agree. I mean, she's always great in what she does. You would think she would be a top billed actress, but I mean, Hollywood is always looking for the new younger person, and unfortunately, she's probably on the opposite side of forty. So, but her her talent level is oh, second to the, none. Second oh, to I, none. I, agreed. Agreed. I mean, I get. I can't remember a film that she's been in that I didn't like. Honestly, right. she's really she's really great. So, love the pick, buddy. All right, we have Invincible for the number two for both uh, Mr. Mark and Mr. B there. And we have Million Dollar Baby for Big Nick's number two pick there. That brings us to Numero Uno there. Number one. Gentlemen. Mr. Mark, you are up first here. So there's a lot of responsibility with the number one pick here, gentlemen, for all of us. This is a this is a very big deal, and I take that responsibility very seriously. We very seriously. So, with that being said, I have to pick a movie that probably is one of the biggest underdog stories and one of the greatest sports stories in the history. Of the United States of America. Hmm. And that is going to be a movie released in 2004 named Miracle. Yes. <laughs> there it so, is, buddy. It's hockey no time. Is, if you are not familiar with the movie Miracle, I don't even know what to say to you. Just go <laughs> watch this movie. It I'm going ba- to back check you. It is incredible. I I am a hockey fan already, and I feel like even if I hated hockey and had no interest in the sport whatsoever, this movie would be enough to bring me over. It it is absolutely incredible. So, well played. For those who aren't familiar with the true story or the movie, shame on you. But let me explain it to you. <laughs> so, when college coach Herb Brooks, he's hired to basically man the 1980 U.S. Men's Olympic hockey team. Um, he's got a interesting style about himself, right? I mean, he's a uh, very interesting um, is a good word. Do, yeah. How do we put it? Uh, very direct, 
very to the point, very a uh, Bob Knight esque uh, type of personality. We'll call it terse. Exactly. Um, so he puts together a bunch of college all-stars who are kind of a little bit of a hot-headed group, and they're humiliated in an early match. Um, but he unites his squad against a Soviet Union team who is by far the most heavily favored of any of the teams in the Olympics. Um, kind of thought a little bit as unbeatable, really. Um so the whole movie is basically the story of the U.S. hockey team and how they they kind of come across um, and their story of attempting to beat the Soviet Union, which, spoiler alert, they do. <laughs> so this movie cost 28 mil to make, made about 64 and a half. Very underwhelming because it should have done a lot better. But I agree. This has been called one of the most accurate depiction of true events, including the dialogue, which I thought was very fascinating. Um, but, you know, they picked a bunch of guys to, to play in the roles of the U.S. hockey team that essentially were um, really good hockey players. I mean, they had to. There's so much on ice action in this movie. You couldn't Michael get Scarn. actors and then teach Michael Scarn. <laughs> you couldn't just teach them how to play. Um, you needed guys that actually could play hockey. And for a lot of these guys, it was their first ever major motion film, you know? So, and, and, and um, I love that they did that because they could have went the whole yeah. Hollywood route. They're like, no, we're going to, we're going to ice this thing up. And um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Exactly. Um, a lot of the former players of the 1980 U.S. team uh, were really happy with the film and thought for the most part it was accurate. Um, the one thing they a lot of them mentioned was that Herb Brooks kind of shown to be a little friendly. And one of the guys said Herb wasn't going to holiday parties with players and he wasn't coming up with cute nicknames for them. <laughs> we respected him, but I wouldn't say that we liked him uh, is what another player said. So, I mean, he was one of those coaches. You could tell that he pushed his guys to the absolute brink. Um, and you hear that a lot about, I mean, even like the Patriots, Bill Belichick has a reputation for being extremely hard on guys. Um, you know, Michael but, Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan's been a little well, tough on his team. Right. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a job. It's not, it's not fun time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, he's doing what, uh, what's needed to bring the, the best out of him. Um, so yeah, Miracle, it's funny actually, as we went through this list and I picked Miracle as my number one, I'm literally like, mm, I've already seen the movie probably three or four times. Like, man, I got to go find that movie. I want to watch it again. It's that good. I want to go watch it. Just an awesome movie from front to end. Kurt Russell is just electric in that movie to me. Like he, he plays so many different roles in so many movies. We talked about him in Tarantino movies. He's been in movies like overboard, right? I mean, just all over the place. Um, but in this movie, he plays the, the coach or Brooks to a T. Um, and I loved it. So that's my number one. James. And a uh, big Mark, it's interesting. The, my first thought is I was like, Mark's going to go hockey film. <laughs> you and, know me. Yeah. So I, I love that, buddy. And no, that's an awesome film. And I love the story. Again, that was like the biggest upset ever of, you know, the that Russian team at the time was just like supposed to be unbeatable. And you know yep. what? They got beat. Yeah. America brought the thunder. And that was, and I love that. I mean, it's just, it's a great story in itself. And the film does predict, kind of project that stuff 
very accurately because yeah. normally, as we've talked about, these sports films kind of tweak stuff and do Hollywood style things, but that one's pretty close. So I love it. Great pick, buddy. America, F yeah. Yeah, <laughs> F yeah. One other thing I'll mention about my boy, Kurt Russell, who I love. Kurt Russell's an awesome actor. He actually took a pay cut so that 800 to 1,000 extras used as fans at the hockey game could enjoy a full hot meal instead of a brown bag lunch. That's a classy move, Kurt. Classy move. Real Hot, classy. Steamy meal. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, and I bet there's you're sitting next to a block of ice. That's the first thing you want. So maybe, <laughs> hey, maybe some crinkle cut fries with that. Hot maybe oil. Some, or some wedge fries. We don't wedge know. fries. We don't know. <laughs> Skinny fries. Yeah. So the the last thing I'll mention here <laughs> is uh, Al Michaels. You know, he joined the film to recreate commentary. You know, I love games. Al Michaels. Yeah, Al, Al, Michaels. Al Michaels. That's my boy. So he has the iconic quote. That comes from that game in the Do You Believe in Miracles? Yes. So, Jesus, you just got me dis- pumped up. You just got me freaking. <laughs> you got to go watch that yeah. movie now, baby. You want to see some high kicks? I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> Don't pull a groin. So, they decided to use the last 10 seconds of that quote because they literally felt that. They couldn't really ask Al Michaels to recreate the emotion of that moment because like when I listen to that just on radio or on a a clip, I'm like Big Nick. I'm ready to punch through a wall and do high kicks like Chuck Norris. America F. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's fired up. (laughs) Awesome, buddy. Yeah. Oh, Mark just tore the roof off this bitch. Get it over. <laughs> Slap shot. All right. Great Kurt pick. Russell, we love you. Al great Michael, pick. And you, you know what? In in the course of your wonderful pick and delivery, you've made me feel not so great about my first overall pick now. Boom. No, yeah. I'm sure it's wonderful, Big Mr. Nick. Mr. B, hit us hard with the number one. So, and again, this is what's crazy. We don't never know our picks. My number one pick is Million Dollar Baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, and again, go. and. So what am I going to say? Again, we've said a lot about it. To me, it was just a very well done film. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I, I love everything that we already said about it. Um, I love boxing films and I love underdog battle films, you know, and. Yep. And, and if you actually, if you, if you really want to dig into it. So there's been two boxing movies that have won best, best picture. What's the other one, Big Nick? Uh, that would be Rocky, the first, the first Rocky movie. There you go, buddy. And also, <laughs> I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I mean, the the awards around this film were through the roof. I mean, uh, it was yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. my, my notes are all shuffled. You're right. So, so <laughs> it, it won best picture, best it picture, best director. It won best actress of Hilly Swank and best supporting actor of nailed Morgan it freeman that's that's a, a lot of people that's a lot of folks and clint eastwood actually became the oldest director to win best, best director picture. at age 74 wow yeah and he's still pumping out movies man i mean he yeah he's like and this that was that was a 2004 he was 74 he just huh. he just he made a movie not too long ago so i mean he's he's Cry macho yes thank you so I, I love the movie. I love, again, I know it's a relatively newer film, so we hope people watch it, but it's just 
it's a great film. It's done well. It's a sports movie. I love boxing. I love underdog stories. Million Dollar Baby is my number one. Well, and All you know, I too. have a, a an old friend of mine. Shout out to my boy Brock Glore. Uh, he told me this is this is like I don't know, ten years ago, twelve years ago, something like that, long time ago. Uh, he told me that he made it one of his life's goals to watch every movie that ever won Best Picture. Okay. Now I think that's I think that's interesting. So if, if if anybody wants to try to take that on, this will be a movie that you will you will end up watching. A million yeah. Dollar Baby, obviously. Paulo Brock. Yeah, <laughs> it's receiving high praise here today, and it received high praise obviously for the from the Academy Awards. Uh, this is a is a must see movie. Fantastic pick for number one for you, Mister B. Fantastic pick for Mister Mark for his number one as well. And, and Big Dick, it's interesting. Like. I kind of thought when I when it first started, I was like, "Oh, it's like a a woman boxing film." I was not sure where they were going to go with it, and I loved how the story progressed. So, yes, worth watching. Great Very film. Nice. Obviously, it's my number one. And there's a lot of sports movies I left off the table. I recommend if you haven't seen it, please watch it. And it's a film that's worth watching a second and third time because it's just done very well. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I'm going to kind of stick with my theme of underdog, right? I went with the true underdog story for dodgeball, backing that up with number two, Million Dollar Baby, where we have kind of the underdog female boxer with the underappreciated boxing trainer. I'm going to go with the underdog movie here, uh, one that is underrated, but it was certainly on Mark's top three. I'm going to go with The Wrestler for my favorite movie of the 2000 to 2009 I think that this movie is for for those out there that have not seen this. There is so much more to this film than you can even imagine. Like yeah. there, the the just kind of the the psychology, the psychological drama of this film. You would not expect that with a wrestling movie. But basically, what <laughs> we have here is we have an old dude. He's he's spent most of his life devoting his life to himself and to what he wants to be and to his career. And he's really in the way in the process of that, he's really kind of fractured every relationship that he would have along the way. And then one day he finds himself this old spent up dude that really has nothing. He has nothing. He's hit rock bottom and he's going, I need a meaningful relationship to know that I've lived my life, to know that I've actually lived this bullshit wrestling career that I have means nothing. It meant nothing to me. Now they've spit me out of the, the bottom of this business. He's, he's doing these, these junk wrestling matches on the weekend in new jersey and some kind of jersey circuit and he's working at the <laughs> damn warehouse he's working at the freaking uh shopping uh at the supermarket during the day where he's talked down to by his you know young manager and in and people that he works with his co-workers at this this supermarket uh and and so mickey rourke i thought did a fantastic job in this movie and Here's the thing, though, too, like you realize when you're watching it that you are you're looking at a guy that that you probably shouldn't root for. 
you know, when the movie starts off, you're like, you know what? You deserve to be alone. You deserve to be by yourself. You've mm-hmm. kind of shit on everybody along the way and never, never put in any effort of your own to have any real meaningful relationship with anybody in your life. You deserve to be alone. But then you find yourself rooting for him. You exactly. find yourself cheering for him yeah. and you're like, please, somebody love him. Somebody yeah. love somebody him. Somebody love this be, man. Be it a girlfriend, be it his daughter. Please be it his daughter. Please, daughter, give him a An second chance. dancer. Anybody. And, and I love second chances and I really wanted Mickey Rourke to get a great second chance. And you know what? I'm going I'm to go off the rails here a little bit. Ooh. The other reason why this hits number one for me during this time period Marissa Tomei. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> you know the saying, love at first sight? Marissa Tomei, the first time I saw this beautiful woman, I fell in love with her and I've had a crush on her ever since. And which is such, it's the stupidest thing to say because I know nothing about her. I've only seen her on TV and in movies and in these different roles that she's portraying. I still am in love with her to this day and I know nothing about her. Fun fact, Marissa Tomei is going to be on our next episode, buddy. That's well. <laughs> I'm, getting nervous. Nervous. I'm getting listening? nervous. I'm getting nervous already. <laughs> you should be. Oh, I'm getting nervous. I don't know if I can make it uh, to the show. Uh, but no, I, I've I've always loved her, and I and I think I think she's incredibly talented, and and it, of course, yeah, a, a, just a, a real beauty. And uh, I love seeing her in this movie. Uh, she was fantastic in it too, and it's. It's. I think it's an underdog movie. Uh, when it, we talked about the small oh, budget, course, we talked course. about the the box office only forty four coming in, and uh, this is one that I think that a lot of people haven't watched, and I think a lot of people missed it. I think a lot of people missed the mark here, and they should go back and watch this one. Hey, and still shout out Darren Aronofsky. That's right. Director. Shout out to yeah. our buddy, our buddy Arn, as we call him. <laughs> No, Big Nick, I, you're right. And it, and it's part of the reason I had this one in my top three. I mean, it's like you said, it's kind of a sad. I got a little movie. lump in my throat talking about it. Just yeah, then, like I mean, I it's like when you very first start watching it, you're just kind of like, oh, man, why would people do this? But then as you really start to get into the character and kind of feel like you're getting into his head a little bit, you really do start to get a level of empathy and like compassion for the guy, because I think. You know, I, I think anybody in the moment, it's easy to fall into the fame and the glory and kind of things on the outside fall away. But when all of that crumbles to the ground, what's left? You're the people that yourself. really care for you. Right. You know and- what I mean? And so, yeah. And, and the scene, you know, the, the thing with his daughter, I was definitely like, come on, give the guy a chance. Even though in reality, you know, she had a good reason to be like, dude, you, you vanished. You know, yeah. you were yeah. Nowhere to be found. So, and I, Big Nick, I know we've talked about this before. Like, your favorite thing is you want a movie to evoke emotion. Yes. This is one that does it on multiple levels. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and Mark hit it earlier when he said, uh, Jake the Snake. And, and I've always heard that this movie is loosely based off of the life, the real life of Jake the Snake Roberts. And, and there's a, uh, a documentary out there called The Resurrection of Jake the snake. And I highly recommend that to anybody because basically what he, what Jake tells us in, in that documentary is that he was constantly riding the roller coaster of his fame, 
where he would go into these different cities and these people would cheer for him and he would go into to a match for 15 minutes, you know, talk shit about the other guy for, for five minutes and everybody would cheer for him. And when he left the ring, he couldn't turn it off. He needed he needed some drugs or some alcohol or a combination oh, yeah. of of all uh, of both of those and take it to the extreme because he couldn't shut it off night after night after night and he did it every night. And then at some point he woke up and he had nothing. He had nobody. He he didn't have any meaningful relationships and and all he had left was his friendships that he created through wrestling. He didn't have a wife. He didn't have, you know, children that, that loved or respect him. And uh, so I, I recommend that one too, as a, as kind of an offshoot of this movie, the wrestler, but uh, guys, I think we uh, nine, you know, uh, we, we had some crossover here, but ultimately we're looking at maybe nine films. And I think we, I think we hit it out of the park. I think we did. And the problem is our brains are melting into one. It's starting to get a little creepy. <laughs> well, it's three Absolutely. small brains, so maybe they form yeah. to one normal-sized brain. One normal-sized brain. So actually, <laughs> you guys should take all of our top threes, and that that's just actually a normal person's thought process. So, yes. We're asking you to grade everything on a severe curve here. Yes, yeah. <laughs> when you show up to the big I, I hit my head a lot as a kid. <laughs> Do we have time for honorable mentions? Um, I, think, I mean, I think I think we can squeeze them in. A lot yeah. of the ones that you guys hit were some of my honorable mentions. I'm not going to lie to you. This this was a difficult uh, list for me to put together. So what I kind of did was I I came up with I set my own rules. You know how I like to do that when I have a hard time coming up I with a three. You, I know you do, buddy. So the rules that I set for myself or was what would be the three that I that I would want to watch right now, right now. Mm-hmm. And so, so those were the top three that if, if I were going to sit down and watch a sports movie from tw- 2000 to 2009, this would be the ones that I would want to watch in that specific order. So my honorable mentions, I'll just throw them out there and then I'll get to you guys. Uh, remember the Titans. I, I'm not, I'm not too much man to say that I cried the first time I saw that movie. Uh, <laughs> the replacements, uh, which is a uh, a football movie. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the quarterback. They play like yes. a, they play like you know the NFL's on strike basically. Professional football's hey. on strike, and they they bring in the scabs to play. Fun and, fun fun tip. I saw that actually at the drive-in. Ooh yeah. Ooh. Move on, but I hope you wore rubber. Uh, the <laughs> next one that <laughs> well, <laughs> my, that, my that, next, that escalated fast. <laughs> my next honorable mention is the Longest Yard, uh, Adam yeah. Sandler. Uh, so, so all three, all three football movies. No football movies made it in my top three, but I there's a lot of good football movies from uh, that time period. All right, well, the ones I have, I was wearing yeah, a rubber hilarious. for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, In case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one, uh, my, my number four. You have a four, preferred brand of rubber. Yeah. That you- <laughs> well, let's, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> my number four was super close was The Blind Side. Yeah. Oh, Sandra Bullock, great, fantastic! That was my and, one. You took it, yeah. Mr. B. Way and, to go. No, and was it, was, it was a great film. I mean. Uh, not very accurate, but again, in terms of film, it was a, a little great slow, movie. a little slow. Yeah, yeah. And, and it did. It kind of it's it slowed its spots, but Blindside, but also uh, because we love our NASCAR films, Talladega Nights. Yep, 
Another good one. I thought that might make somebody's top three. Uh, I thought that was going to be you, Mark. So that's you're, I'm, dis- <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. And then uh, we got to throw in uh, another Will Ferrell one, Semi Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then a super obscure film. Man, you guys had a bunch of them. Balls of Fury. It was a, no, it was a, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> it was a ping pong movie. That's, that was terrible. Terrible. That's the only reason why I put it on there because it involved ping pong. How many films are a ping pong movie? It, that's the only one. It's like it's like over the top, right? Like there's yeah. it's the greatest art wrestling movie of all time. It's the only one. <laughs> it's the only one. So hey, Christopher Walken was in it, so just you know, you know, whatever. All right. Well, hey, everybody out there, thanks for tuning into the Big Kid Show. Follow us on social media, wherever that is, and subscribe to the show. Come and like us and tell us something great about the show. Give us a great review, even if you think we're only half good. Uh, We would appreciate it. Join us next week here in the treehouse, down in the sandbox. We are the Big Kid Show. Grab life by the ball. See you!